Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, welcome to Chief Concerns, our first show of the offseason. We're here with our hosts, former tight end Jason Dunn and former cornerback Eric Warfield. Today we're recapping the Super Bowl, which I'm sure a lot of us have been in somber moods in the last few days. I know I have. Um, but uh, before we get into all that, uh, before we get into recapping the Super Bowl, uh, we want to recognize the loss of longtime NFL head coach and former Chiefs head coach Marty Schottenheimer, uh, who lost a longtime battle with Alzheimer's. Um, Eric, I mean, everyone who's listened to the show and just knows you, knows, you know, you didn't think you were going to have an NFL career, but this guy, Marty Schottenheimer, is going to draft you and saw something in you that you didn't even think you had. Yeah, you know, he, he took a chance on me when I, I honestly didn't think I had a, a chance at an NFL career. Um, and, and, and basically taught me a lot of, of, uh, of what being a professional was. Um, put me with a great, a great group of guys, and, you know, James Hasty, uh, Mar- uh, Mark McMillan, Dale Carter, Reggie Tung, uh, Jerome Woods, um, you know, alongside Derek Thomas, uh, Chester McLaughlin. We had some, a lot of great players out there on that squad. And, um, you know, it, it's unfortunate to, to, you know, to see you know, him battle the, the, the disease that he was built, battling with and, and um, you know, finally come to, a, come to an end on Monday. So it, it was heartbreaking to see, um, heartbreaking the post. Um, you know, great guy, great coach. I think they said he was uh, out of his 21 years of coaching. Um, uh, he had 13 winning season, maybe – uh, 13 playoff appearances, uh, just couldn't get to the big dance. And I know he had a great team that I that I thought that they had a chance to win it all uh, when he was with uh, San Diego. And because of one play, uh, the guy uh, had an interception. Instead of just downing the ball, he, he ends up fumbling. And that, that's what cost him that season on that one. But, you know, Marty's a great coach. Uh, he's mentored and uh, helped a lot of great players and, and coaches uh, in this league. So, would truly be missed. JD, did you know Marty? I, I did actually. So, um, you know, when, when you come out in the draft, you know, Marty wanted to draft me. So, you, you know, you kind of fly to the teams that really, you know, have a lot of interest in you. So, one of the teams I, when I was coming out in the draft was Kansas City. And so, um, you know, I, I met Marty there. You know, of course, at the uh, at the um, at the combine. You know, talked a lot with the, with the staff. Just talked to Marty and himself. Marty was such a such a gracious person, you know, such a good coach. And and he, he would always have just these these wonderful things to just, you know, kind of tell me, you know, when I was just going against him. So I played against Marty a lot. Uh, but you know, I would interact with him when he'd come back to Kansas City. I would see him, you know, around the stadium or something. I'd be, hey Marty, how you, Jason, how you doing? So it was always that or San Diego, you know, he would just come and, and seem like he and I'm sure he did it to a lot of guys, but he would always come to me, hey Jason, how you doing? He's like, Man, you know, I always wanted to draft you. You know, I, you know, you just had an attitude over here that I, that I liked, I wanted to play. So it was a lot of mutual respect, man, with, with Marty. And uh, I think the last time I seen him, I think it might have been maybe uh, one of the Ring of Honors, E, uh, but he came out yeah. when he first got diagnosed. And he was kind of, you know, when they had told me, but he was still he was still there. You know, yeah, you know hey, Jason, how you doing? Yeah, so I was like, wow, like, you know, maybe, you know, if it's just the beginning or, you know, so it, it's just unfortunate. Just a wonderful coach, man. He, he, he just a hard competitor. Everything you see about him, man, he is, is what you wanted in a coach. And he got everything you wanted to out of his players. Yeah, and everybody exactly. respected him. I, I never heard anybody speak ill of, of Marty ever. And I know he's just well-respected the entire uh, NFL. 
one of the greatest coaches to ever do it. Uh, no doubt about it. Uh, my hat goes off to him. I was just so sad to hear the the the, the news of it because every time I see Marty, it was always pleasant. Always pleasant conversations with Marty. It really was. Just a lot of knowledge there with him uh, that will be missed. I mean, sorely. So, uh, you know, just prayers, man, and, and, and blessings for his family. Um, you know, it's always a hard time when you lose someone, but you know, Marty, man, was 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 a great one for sure. Yeah. Um, and then another, uh, it, it was kind of, I mean, it was in a lot of ways, it was a sad week for the NFL and for a lot of longtime Chiefs fans and Chiefs players, you know, just, you know, going from the Super Bowl loss and they, the, the, the coach Schottenheimer uh, passing away. And then the following day, um, uh, Kansas, a former Kansas City star uh, beat writer, uh, Therese Taylor. Um, yeah. I actually got to know him a little bit uh, virtually when I was in college. Um, I was in journalism school. I actually reached out to um, BJ Kissel, uh, another Chiefs writer, and also Therese Paler uh, in that time. And, you know, just reaching out, like I reached out to you guys. I didn't think you guys would respond to me. You know, I, you know, it's just one of those things. You don't think these people that you look up to are going to respond to you. And um, like you guys, uh, uh, Therese did reach out to me, um, said, hey, man, any, anything I can do to uh, assist you as you go through journalism school, uh, I'd, I'd be glad to help. Um, and o- over the years, we just talk football uh, DMs and stuff, and he would actually respond. And I would think a guy like that would respond to just a fan talking about football. Um, and then the last time I spoke to him was in November when uh, he, we, him and I were talking about this show. He said it, it was awesome. He'd seen a couple clips, and um, he was actually going to come on in the offseason to speak with us. And um, just to, a guy who has so much on his plate, so many things to do. The fact that he was like, taking his time out to, uh, to reach out to a, a kid in college um, – says a lot about him. And if you go through Twitter timeline, so many stories about Therese Paler, how good of a guy he was. Um, so I want to send out our condolences and uh, blessings to his family. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, did you guys uh, ever uh, get to uh, meet him? I never got to meet Therese. He's a young guy. I think he's only 36, 37 years old. Yeah. Um, I, I, they didn't post what happened, but I think it was a heart attack. Uh, some, some sort of issues like that. Um, but yeah, very. I think I had one conversation with him, uh, Twitter-wise. Uh, never got to see him when I was in Kansas City, um, but very wise, uh, upbeat, kept you know, real professionally about the squad. And, uh, had great takes on the on football. Um, but yeah, that, it's just sad that you know, especially at that young of an age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you're, you're young and sudden, but yeah, I I, I, I never knew him. Uh, and I guess probably really the first time I heard about him was through you, Marcus, you know, kind of talking about him uh, somewhat. But I, I know he was extremely light. And I, I, I know that kind of, you know, following like looking over the Twitter and, you know, talking to people. And, and anytime, man, like you said, when somebody's so young and, and it's taken so sudden, man, it's, 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 it's even, you know, deeper of a loss. You know, yeah. just, you really just don't expect it. You, you just don't at that age. And. Yeah, man, it, you know, we just hope for and, and pray for his family. You know, that everybody just, you know, have the peace and whatnot to deal with this uh, this situation with him. Uh, but, yeah, our heart goes out to him for sure. And um, actually one of his last posts was about um, the Super Bowl. Um, and uh, it was kind of the recap of it, and that's what that's what the show's about. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but this week, uh, obviously, um, you know, we lost 31-9 to on Sunday. Um I know a lot of us on the everyone on the show was wrong last week. We, I think we went 0 for 4, all, all of us last week, um, just in predicting us to win. But what were you all most surprised about? Obviously, the, the loss was surprised, but what were you guys most surprised about on during that game on Sunday? I know JD talks about the offensive line a lot, 
and yeah, they they uh, absolutely did not show up. Um, you know, I, I know we talked with every single person thinking that, you know, as a offensive staff going in with a depleted line, we had a, a good enough, smart enough coaching staff to figure out a way to give Mahomes time to, to, to get rid of the ball. And we will come up with some sort of a scheme to where the pressure uh, wouldn't be uh, as crucial um, as it turned out to be in the game. Um, but me, in my opinion, man, and I don't, I may be, um, you know, uh, what Dante called me the other day, uh, something biased towards uh, the team. But then I've been around a lot of football, seen a lot. I think I know a lot. Um, for Tampa to not have as good of a secondary as they display this year, you know, we all know the Tampa's entire defense is based on their front seven. That's it. Um, we, as an offensive team, we've seen a lot of cover two. Hasn't been an issue. Uh, we've had a lot of pressure on Patrick. Hasn't been this big of an issue. Um, I feel like, to me, something internally was going on with the team. Maybe they went into overconfident because of the way we beat Tampa in the first game. You know, we just automatically thought we'd win uh, because we were the better team. Um, we thought we'd come back in the fourth quarter because that's what we had been known for. Uh, I just felt like the team just wasn't in it from the start. Offense, defense, special teams. They just weren't in it for whatever reason to me. I, di I didn't see anything that told me that they're ready to win this game on this day. Um, either with Patrick making the you know crucial plays. I mean, even on the, the plays that they said that, you know, the guys were dropped. I mean, it was going through somebody else's, you know, hands at times. Um, and those are hard to, to time and catch. And so I understand that. Yet, ball should have been caught still. Uh, but to me, again, it's just I don't think that Tampa's defense was is that good to shut us out from a touchdown. There hasn't been a team in the last few years that Patrick has been a starter quarterback that, uh, you know, a team has shut them out at at any time. Yes, we've had issues throughout this season of getting, you know, of uh, scoring in the red zone, but we're not going to go an entire game without scoring a touchdown. And I just feel like something, you know, I know they made uh, Patrick made the comment that we didn't make adjustments. You know, we didn't make the right adjustments. Mm -hmm. um, but still, Tampa Bay is not that good of a defense. And now you take your head off the time, Brady. Excellent career, and he played a good game. He played well <laughs> enough to put him to win. Um, you know, he's pretty much put the staple on his situation uh, of his status of being the GOAT. Uh, and we can't argue that. Um, but to have a shutout, I, I, I don't think Tampa's defense is that good. And that's what they gave us. Um, and you know, they came out with the victory, but overall it's just, it's, it's saddening and it's frustrating to see how they played and to see the outcome of that game. Um, but take your head off the Tampa and that, and that, and that, and their, their, uh, their staff offensively and defensively. JD. Ooh. Okay. So it, it's a couple of things, right? I, I had to say, so I, I'll address the, the question in itself first. So what surprised me? So what surprised me more than anything else is us not able to score a touchdown. 
just not able to score. Uh, that was really surprising uh, to me. Uh, it really was. Uh, but, you, you know, I know E's saying that Tampa don't have a great defense, but they do. I, I, look, I'm, I'm telling you, what they've done in the last seven games, they have Tampa gotten has some a run defense, J.D. No, but listen to me. Listen to me. I'm listening. You know, because and, – and, 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 and plus, you got to realize this, okay? If you know what our strength is, right – Todd Bowles does a great job. He's, he's a great defensive coordinator just in himself. I mean, through his history and throughout the league, man, he, he, he's always been good at, at what he does. And so what he was able to accomplish the first time you played him, you won't go be able to do it the second time. And Todd made sure of that. So it wasn't just they just ran cover two. It was like cover two man under. So you, you could see that how they was just doing it. They, they changed up a lot of the things that they did. And so what they did, they learned. They adjusted. And like, like Patrick said, they didn't adjust. You could tell they didn't adjust the second half. And so there was a lot. I say this. Sometimes chaos, how things work, it was almost like a perfect storm for Tampa to win this game. And, and I'm going to say this. Because of the front seven, right, you know this as a DB. If you got guys and horses up front that's coming after and just creating pressure, I think they pressured him 29 times. That's crazy. 29 pressures? And, and he didn't even run. He, he didn't, uh, you know, really run a lot of, uh, you know, blitzes. So all he, they did is just sit back. He got linebackers who could, who could drop back in, in, in zone, right, in spots, and they could cover underneath. And so what they did at the line of scrimmage, they beat up Travis Kelsey at the line of scrimmage, right, took him out the timing. And so that all they needed was like, look, as a DB, you say, look, just if you could get this guy doing something different in four seconds, four or five seconds, if you knew you had it every single chance, what would you do? You you feel a lot better as a DB, right? If you had to really just cover a guy about four or five seconds, okay, before he had to change up his route. And so that's all they did. They made sure you, you didn't beat him over top. They weren't going to get beat like they did last game. They weren't going to beat him like that. And so what they started to do is they wanted you to regulate, run the football, which we didn't do, right, or the same thing we were talking about early in the year. They don't really have short passes or quick passes. And so – when you do that and you, you, you're thinking about stretching the field vertically, okay, because that's what you did the last game, Tyreek goes for 200-some yards, right, first half, you're just like, that ain't going to work the second time. So, but it, what did it say? Oh, first time, shame on you. Second time, shame on me. <laughs> they weren't going to let it be shame on me the second time. So that was, to me, that was the issue. And they knew that they didn't have a, a, the offensive line was just put together. That's, look, I don't care what type of scheme you put together for an offensive line. If these guys haven't been in those positions all year round, it's hard to put something like that together in within two weeks to be effective, especially against guys I'm talking about. These guys are one of the top pass rushers in the league, right? I mean, it, it, that's the reality of it. And so when, you, when you're seeing that, as a defensive coordinator, I'm saying, look, all you had to do, look, this guy right here hadn't started. They just moved him over from right guard. He hadn't really worked in space. This is your game. So, you know, it's all you had to do is cause pressure. You know what I did? I went in and I watched this field and I just watched the offensive line and I watched the defense, what they was running coverage-wise. And I'm sitting there and I'm just going through the timing. I'm like, wow, geez, oh my gosh, he had no time. So part of it was him not having the time to throw the football, them not getting open, you know, to, to get the ball to him. And so it, it was a lot of that. So they didn't score. But Tampa Bay's defense, man, look, they showed up. They did it to Aaron Rodgers. Same thing. Man, come on. They, they shut Aaron Rodgers down. Sure, they did it. Uh, uh, you know, they did that to Aaron Rodgers midseason of the season, like in the season game, and then they did it in the playoff game. I get that. I get that. Come on, man. Come on. I mean, and we know how Green Bay's offense was too. Green Bay only has one player, Adams. 
Let's be honest. What? Oh, the running back? Come on now. No, no. What's his name? Devontae? Um, Look, they, they got hey, first off. First off, they got Tanya, the, the tight end who was ranked third. I think he was third or fourth in the league, tight end wise. I don't know if you know that or not. Okay. Plus, he, you, you know, he had uh, Lazar was another receiver. They, look, they got weapons up there at Green Bay. So Green Bay has this. one go-to guy. Let's let now let's just be honest. That's it. Look, it, it, look. They, they either way, say they have one go-to guy. They did the job they that, I'm not going to argue with well, that. They did the job I, they needed to do. I, exactly. I, just, so, I, I say this: if you look out, you look at the defense for the last three games, four games. You'll see how they just was shutting people out, man. They, they was coming after people, man. And, and, and Todd was just playing a defense that they needed to play, and they, they just played better. They, they got better when they, you know, first time that we played them, they did. They got significantly better. I'm not arguing that they're a good defense. They're not. They are not a shutdown Kansas City type defense. No, not, don't I need don't it. Care right. How many weeks you look? I, I'm saying, but you don't need that right now. All we need is one game. It's the biggest right? game in your career. Absolutely. So if I'm telling you right now, we're not going to let you beat us over uh, over top. You're not going to beat us deep, okay? We're going to get our linebackers who can run, who are probably the fastest. Devin White is one of the fastest guys out there linebacker in, in, the, in the league, period, period. And then all of a sudden, when you're sitting there, you're hitting tra- uh, uh, Kelsey at the line of scrimmage, I'm going to have to on timing. So everything that so you're you trying to, to do. Like, out of all these years, no other team has thought to do that. So you mean to tell me out of all these years, we haven't seen that type of defense? If you have, like I said, the perfect storm, right? Your offensive line don't have the time and they can't hold up. I mean, so that's I'm why I say the perfect storm played into everything. I absolutely think something internally no, no, within no. our team, within our coaches. I, I'm I even think this. that I even think that uh guy was the quarterback, not the quarterback. Uh Andy Reid's son situation played into it. Like absolutely. all mentally absolutely. It's, it's everything boils into this game. So yeah, you're right. Yeah. Perfect storm. No, no, absolutely, and that, that that was part of my point. But but to say that the defense is not that great is I I just I disagree with that. Okay, I mean, because I'm, not, I'm I'm just looking at the stats. I'm looking at the stats, and I'm looking at they the game how they play. Defense. They are the number one run defense. Okay. Every team, what's the uh, the golf sat there and torched them on offense when yep. they played them because uh-huh. their secondary is not good. Right. So that's known. We knew that. Everybody, the entire league knew their secondary wasn't that good. So if, that's if their have, weak point. But, but, Whether but, they but, play cover two, man under, or whatever, that's their weakness. Jared Goff, okay, Jared Goff, okay, has three running backs. He has, you know, three wide receivers. He can throw the football to, to all the guys. And it's the same thing, right? It, look, but you, you play a team twice. So when you play a team twice, it, like I said, shame on me the first time, second time, shame, it was, you know, uh, shame on you, shame on me. Second time we play, look. I, JD, like, I get that. I'm not right. going to argue that. You're not okay. gonna shut down a Kansas City offense. Man, I mean, if, that's if what I have, look, I'm gonna say this. All right, I don't care what offense you run. If you don't have time to throw the football, I don't care who you have back there. Period. I don't. I don't care who it is. So you can say how good the offense is, and the offense is good. But if you don't have time to throw the football and you're being pressured 29 times, I don't care who you. You see how Patrick was? He was running for his life. He was throwing balls over his shoulder, falling down, trying to. Th- man, come on, man. It, it just. And I get that. It, it, what they were trying to do. It was like I said, a lot of it because yeah, we didn't want to talk about the whole thing about trying to fly out there at the same time. Everything was different for the Super Bowl, okay. right? Usually going out for a week before. As a, as an as a as an observer, I even question why Patrick takes off running so much. So like, I think that to me, it all like plays itself into the like you said, perfect storm. Mm-hmm. There's so much of this game that's that's just so so screwed up to the points where it's like. 
I agree. We understand because we talked about this earlier in the in the shows uh, of the season that we don't like throwing slants. We don't like to take the four or five yard routes and try to pace mm-hmm. our way down the field. We want chunks. We want the big play. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we don't do that. That will keep people from like having to put so much pressure on on, on Patrick because we always want to go for the home run throw. So if he doesn't see that, then he's gonna get out the pocket. So we do that, and I think that even with him. He wasn't 100% there. Everybody's saying that, yo, he had to do this all by himself. A lot of those yards came because we were already down. You know, Kelsey picked up a lot of those big chunk yards to add to Mahomes' stats, you know, later in the game to where, you know, we were like desperation. It don't matter so, unless you, you get in the end I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. So I'm not, I'm not, as I said in the text message with us, as the overall team, we just weren't there. Tampa's a good team. Can't take anything from it. They are Super Bowl champions. They played excellent for this game. I just, to me, I felt like something internally is was going on before and during this game, maybe even after the game that they're not even quite saying. So whatever it is, it showed. Because on offense or defense, even special teams, we look crappy. <laughs> well, mental mistakes, right? I mean, mental mistakes. And, and like I said, everything was, and it is, is the, the chaos of it. Everything was different. Usually the team would be down there in Tampa the week before, right? You don't have to worry about traveling and, and, and whatnot. And to be honest with you, because I didn't even know until I found it. I'm like, why is he driving on Thursday? Like, aren't they down there? I just assumed they'd be down in Tampa. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't even check to see, you know, just because that's the way that you do things anyway. That's just operation of things. And so I know that played into a, a big part of it, right? But the thing is, Within the scope of those things, like you still had to say you had to play, right? You still had to play with the bad offensive line. You still had to play with, you know, maybe these guys. I, I, look, and I know you secondary guy, but th- look, the guys back there, okay, uh, I can't think of the, the two. Uh, Whitfield, safety, was, was 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 you know, he's he's good. You know, the corner's yeah, pretty good. good. I'm not taking anything Yeah, from yeah. yeah so they been, come on, man. Well, they, they said the other safety, uh, Jordan Whitehead wasn't 100. percent They were they were surprised he, he was he was going to play the full the full game. They thought hey. they thought they'd rather check him out. Hey, you know what? Hey, like you said, one game, right? Go on, get that vitamin T for the for the game. Okay, Pat got one for his toe. So, and and, and I get it, man. Everything was going on. My shock was them not able to score, but also too, you had to say, you know, when you have a depleted offensive line. And you know that these guys are, you know, the best pass rushers in the league. Okay, you know it's, that's just a bad, that's a bad combination. <laughs> it is. I don't care who you are back there. That's just tough. Yeah, and I agree with both of you. Uh, where uh, Eric, you were saying that that's not that's not a good secondary. Uh, the defense, it's not a good secondary. Look at the first game of the, uh, of the playoffs, which you could argue this team probably played them the hardest was the Redskins. They had their, uh, their third-string quarterback or fourth-string quarterback coming there, and he took them to the, to the end of that game. And that, I mean, now also goes to your point, J.D., Redskins have a really good offensive line, so they were able to protect Heineke. Heineke had time to exploit that that, that defense. So, I mean, I, I agree with both you guys here. Um, but, okay, so we're going to go to our next concern. Eric, you kind of alluded to this, and this was kind of a topic last week. And if you watch any first take, Undisputed, any of the National Pundit shows, this has been a big topic for them this week. They've, they've kind of run with this one is that now uh, Tom Brady is the GOAT. Patrick Mahomes will never catch him. Um, he'll have the seven rings, and, and Mahomes won't catch him. It's, it's solidified that Brady's the GOAT. They finally get their MJ versus LeBron argument uh, now, and, and I'm sure the national pundits love that. But it's, it's not likely, but is it possible that Mahomes catches Tom Brady? You never say never. I mean, that's, that's the word that you're supposed to, you know, 
not used because uh, anything's possible. I don't think anybody ever saw time winning seven. Uh, they never saw time winning six, you know, and, and once things started to fall into place, you figure the rhythm of, of uh, you know, you get in rhythm of things, you know, and if, if this organization can, can stay within itself, front office and team wise to keep the players, you won't be able to keep all the players together. You know, contracts come, aging comes, um, you know, injuries come, things happen. But if you can keep the rapport with coach, quarterback, as it's been with Tom and Belichick, to where that quarterback has gotten to the point to where he can basically make his own calls. He sees more of what he's of what he's seen in the past to understand the game a lot more. Uh, you know, because Tom is on a whole nother level mentally when it comes to, you know, two minute drives and, and big game plays. You know, he understands and he's seen way too much to be in those positions where he's always going to he, he's got an 80% chance of winning in those situations. Um, so if, if we can keep that situation and I don't know how much longer Andy's going to uh, is going to coach. Um, but, you know, having that rapport quarterback coach uh, is very, very big. And, you know, also player wise and, and building around those players. You know, that's why Belichick and, and Brady were able to bring in and, and I can have big name players on the offensive uh, side. And you're able to get rid of some players and, and just bring in whoever and still be successful. You know, Patrick still has that. He's very young, very talented. I still think he's, you know, the best quarterback in the league. Um, and so, yeah, he does have a chance. He, I, I would never say he, he never has a chance at it because um, he's so young and he's so talented. It's just a matter of what, of, of what the uh, front office builds around him. J.D.? So I, I, I'm, I'm like E. I, I, you can never say never. Uh, is it possible? Absolutely. It's absolutely possible. Uh, it's going to take a lot of things to, to, to you know, factor in, uh, of course, for him to become that. So sometimes we look at, you know, the greatest and, you know, being the GOAT. You know, it's not necessarily rings in itself because then all of a sudden you have to look at performance, right? And, and so I think number-wise, if, if Patrick could get to, and that's it's, it's always the Brian and, and, and Jordan thing is, well, how did he shoot in the fourth quarter, right? How many points did he, how, you know, how many assists did he have? And so you start looking maybe at, at Patrick's stats and you start looking at, you know, his stats, but you start looking at the people around him. And so we, we had to think about also too, look, Tom, yeah, he's, he, you say he's a GOAT, but Tom had a lot of help. Tom had a lot of help. He had great defenses up there uh, in, in, in New England around him. Uh, and, and here for this, this Super Bowl too, man, look, he had a staff around him, you know, offensively. Come on now. We, we're talking about Mike Evans, uh, uh, Godwin, Gronk, uh, uh, Bray. We had Jones or Fournette. We had uh, uh, AB. So he had weapons around him. And it was the perfect time for him to do it. But Patrick in itself, I think if, like you said, if he could keep the core group of guys around him and just kind of give him some help, he's going to get the ball to whoever it is that's running the ball, you know, who's out there. I mean, that's just what, what he does best. I think the main thing that you have to always do, as we've seen in this past game, is find somebody to protect him. If you can protect your, your investment, like we said, man, half a bill, you got to protect that. I don't care what you do. You got to look 100%. at that. You know, yeah. it's just like I was speaking about earlier, the way the pro professional sports is going, you know, because you saw with James Harden, he wants to go team up with super mm -hmm. team. 
You know, everybody, I think everybody in this league has, has, has seen what Patrick is capable of. Even during this game, the Super Bowl, you had players from Tampa Bay was talking about how good of a player he is. Like, he's magical, man. How does he do that? You know, there's going to be guys that are going to want to team up with Patrick to accept less money to go and play at Kansas City or wherever he's at. So I can I can kind of see that happening uh, just because of how uh, the team, not the team, but pro sports is becoming, let me build a super team. I'll take less money to go to try to get a ring because I know he's got that talent. You know, right now, that's 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 a possibility. Yeah, I, and I say, you know, keep getting him, like I said, somebody protect and get him some help, have a nice, a, a, a very productive running game behind him. But it's, it's never too late. You know, like you said, man, he's 25 years old. I mean, he really is. So, I mean, he's got it. And, and here's the thing, though. Let's just say he plays as long as Tom does, right? Or even if he's 40, that gives him, what, 15 years? So 15 years, if he's doing until he's 40, that gives him plenty of time. Plenty of time. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I just, look, time is the goal right now. You know, before everybody had it, Monica, oh, you the goat, you the goat. Well, then there's, there's always somebody coming along. It's just that's just how the things go. So yeah, yeah, it's too early to to say that not to catch him. I I, I just think that would be silly to make us statement. Yeah. And on that note, um, as far as you know, guys taking less money to go to certain teams, it's that uh, they say that the, the salary cap's gonna, not going to go up this year. It's going to go up next year. So they're saying guys like Allen Robinson could take a one year deal just to get a ring this year, and then after next year, get his big contract when the salary cap goes up. I mean, you could see a lot of guys coming over this year is making, um, you know, taking one-year deals to play with Patrick. Um, okay, and that does kind of lead us to our next question, and that is uh, what do the Chiefs need to do to get back to a third Super Bowl? I mean, I think it's obvious we got to rebuild. Well, I don't say rebuild, but, you know, well, yeah, rebuild the offensive line. You know, we, we have to um, – Put somebody in the trenches to where uh, we protect what we have. You got to protect the investment, um, and so you know, that's. I don't know if you rely on the guys that are injured and, and think that you know they're going to come back um, the way that they that, that they left off, or you just start fresh and you, you see what's in the free agency market and you try to draft somebody um, that's a, a style player in the in the uh, in the draft. But right now you got to. You know, hit that offensive line and 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 uh, find you a pass rusher. You know, right now it's a lot of health. It's, it's health issues that's hurt us. You know, even on the defensive line. You know, we we lost Taco and I think we lost somebody else that was that was having a pretty good year uh, within the defense. And all of a sudden, offensive line starts to fall off. So uh, we just had a lot of key guys. I would say key guys, but a lot of crucial guys to go to go down uh, right before we needed them. So. Yeah, I think we definitely need to hit the offensive line and and, and look at a, finding a, a another pass rusher. So I I think um, one of the things you have to necessarily do is, and I've said this offensively, is you have to have an effective running game. And part of it is the offensive line, but also too, you know, if you if you're hanging your hat on just passing the football, then you know it, it don't always bode well for you. And I I had to say, and I'll, I'll look this stat you know stat up, but I'm sure. Probably the last 10 Super Bowl winners, they was probably top top 10 or 15 in rushing. I'm, I'm, I'm saying they probably had to be at the at the top of, of the list, you know, as far as what their rank was offensively. And so offensively, you just got to do more things to take that off because if not, 
teams are going to, they're going to take his formula and they're going to say, you know what? These guys are fast, but let's say, let's just sit back in coverage. Let's not let these guys beat us over top because we know they fast, but if we don't let them just get passes, let them push the ball underneath, right? Keep it in front of us and we'll just play that way. Okay. Let's just have Patrick and nicking on diamonds. Don't let them, you know, give it the big plays because that's how we was living big plays. So that would be offensively defensively. Same thing. Yeah. I, I agree with you. Got to get another pass rush. Maybe, you know, get Chris Jones some help on the inside. Somebody else can push that pocket a little bit. You know, that way you can kind of give him some plays off he needs to. So it keeps everything fresh, just kind of doing those things. Um, and I, I tell you, we got to get a little bit better, man, covering tight ends. We, we, we've had – I watched this whole entire year. Anytime we go against a, a, a good tight end, we always have issues against a good pass catching tight end. So – we got to hold up on, on, on the outside with the defensive ends too. Good pass rushers got to do a much better job. Uh, but if you do those things, I, I think I think we're going to be all right uh, to go in the right direction. So yeah, that 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 would be that would be the key thing. Offensive line, great running game as far as just staying instead of staying just with the pass. Defensively, get that front line a little bit better than what you what, what you have it now. Yeah, I think Ceh another year in the system. Uh, I, you know, and especially in a year, and you know, you got to commend the kid in the Super Bowl. He goes with eight, eight for 64, averages what almost eight yards to carry. Um, and then, uh, you know, just a year with no training camp, I mean, no preseason. Um, and he comes out and does this. You know, I, 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 I think he's the, the sky's the limit for him. Uh, and then I agree. And then Damian Williams comes back too. I mean, that's that's great. <laughs> you know, and I kind of we, we screwed up big time because uh, throughout the season, we kept talking about how. He would, you know, <laughs> fill in, and it, and I forgot that he had, you know, held out because of the COVID stuff. And that's uh, we had was it Daryl, Darrell, Darrell, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so it was a whole different Williams that we had playing <laughs> that actually filled in, and uh, and we were just saying, oh yeah, he's could have been a Super Bowl MVP. He, he could line back up out there, but he was a whole different guy. So I apologize. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we, we had a couple of YouTube commenters comment on that. But what, what the thing was that uh, Daryl Williams did actually I – mean, there, there was contemplation that he actually wasn't going to um, opt in for the season two. So there was, that, there was also that added that added confusion there too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so our next chief concern um, is something that, you know, I, I think that a lot – there's a lot of chief fans out there who I saw where after the game I was one of them, just didn't even want to – I couldn't watch the, uh, the press conferences after the game. I just I was done with it. You guys – have been a part of some, you know, some dep- play- playoff losses that, you know, as a kid, I was, I was depressed. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure everyone was kind of saddened by the losses. What kind of message do you guys have for Chiefs Kingdom to kind of pick them up after a loss uh, like that that we, that we had on a Sunday? I mean, everybody's frustrated, right? And everybody's frustrated and emotionally torn because of all of us. And I think I can speak for all of us. None of us saw this game happening the way that it happened, you know. So this is a complete shocker. And we know exactly what we have in a team, especially we know uh, the person that's running this team with, you know, as far as the helm of the team is with Patrick Mahomes. We know what kind of a playmaker he is. And so none of us expected this game to turn out the way it did, uh, offensively, defensively. But uh, just be confident that next year, you know, we will at least be in the playoffs. I think we have the best shot of any other team of being in the Super Bowl. And I guarantee you, it, it won't be um, played the way it played this this past weekend. Um, I don't know who we're going to end up playing against. Uh, but I feel very, very comfortable saying that we have a good shot of representing 
in the Super Bowl with some unfinished business. Yeah, I, come on now. You, you, you just got to be encouraged, right? I mean, we still got the best quarterback in the league. No, <laughs> bar none. It's not even close. So if you know you got that guy right there at the helm, not to mention the enemy stays for another year, right? He didn't go coach anywhere. So he, people kind of got that little selfish part of him. Like, hey, the enemy's back for this year. You know, and he's still at the helm at the moment. So look, be encouraged. You know, th this was an anomaly, of course, this this past week, man. Like I said, it was just, it was chaotic all the way through. But I think they're going to fix some things around here, man, this offseason and evaluate the team, which you should do. But man, look, we went to the, AFC Championship and two Super Bowls in three years. Ain't a lot of teams can say something like that. And it's, and it's a great conversation to be in. So when you're sitting there, you're thinking that, be encouraged because you know each and every time when you have these guys put together this team, then you got a shot. You got a shot to win it. And so yeah. I think it's going to be like that, man. As long as you keep doing the right things, these guys, like you said, bar injury and all those things, still going to be in a position to go back to the Super Bowl. So, look, I just tell Chiefs fans, guess what, man? Get your popcorn. Just get ready. Sit back. Enjoy your team. Watch them play. And look for another road to the Super Bowl next year. Or this year. Whatever, you know. So, absolutely. Yeah, I think we're at that point now, which is something that we're, a lot of Chiefs fans aren't still aren't used to it. They're used to, you know, Alex Smith getting us to the round two of the playoffs. And that being it, that being like the kind of the, the max, you know, and like, oh, man, like, we're not going to get there ever again, you know, because there's a chance we weren't going to get to that spot again the next year right. with Alex Smith. With that, now with Mahomes, it's like, okay, it, we're getting to that point. It's, it's Super Bowl or busts. I mean, or, you know, just like that's just one of those things now. It's, that's what it seems like, which, you know, the fans got to, you know, got to think about themselves as far as where we were three or four years ago, you know, like, yeah, you know, right now it's, I mean, success, it's, 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 it's man. Yeah, success. You know? Success. When you, when you get success like that, man, it just makes you more hungry for more. That's what it is. And so you get spoiled, like, hey, God, we didn't win the Super Bowl. So, now the expectations are high. Every year it's going to be taste. like that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, just you know, and I hate, well, I don't say I hate because I always do it. I go right back to making that comparison to Golden State. You know, it's kind of the same way Golden State's up 3-1. You know, and Cleveland went in there and won that championship on Golden State's home court. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like those fans were shocked. Like, you know, we didn't expect this to happen. It's like yeah. us. We didn't expect this to happen. But then you also, as a Golden State fan, you know you got one player that's going to pretty much have you in the playoffs every year. It's going to make every game exciting. Steph Curry again. That's right. We have that same exceptional player in, in Patrick Mahomes. And so we have that 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 same feeling, that trust, that uh, he's going to get us there. You know, and just like with them, they have injuries. You know, they ended up not winning. Uh, whether you want to blame uh, Draymond's ejection, so whatever players we had hurt, uh, we just didn't win it. But Golden State knows what they have at the helm of that ship and that step. It's going to get them there. Right now, he's doing it by himself. We know we have Patrick Mahomes. He's going to get us there. We're happy about having that. We're excited about that. We're always encouraged that we got that one player. It's just a matter of when that time comes, how well is our team put together health-wise uh, to get us to the big dance again. Yeah, it, it was funny because you when you start when you start seeing teams have success, it was like when we went up there, um, uh, went to went up in in Ohio or Indiana a couple of weeks a few weeks ago, and I just seen a lot of Cleveland Browns fans, you know, hats. But I'm like, where these jokers come from? <laughs> it just it came out the woodworks. So it was good to wear, start wearing the you know the clothing again. Just yeah. uh, put on the jacket, put on the hat. Oh, you a Browns fan now? I see. Okay, <laughs> hey, you stepping out of the showers with it? I got it. Hey. I understand it. So, 
Hey, man, look, it's, it's, like I said, it's great to be in a, a conversation. When teams, you are the barometer, everybody's trying to shoot for you. That's yeah, a great exactly. position to be in. Yeah. And uh, as players, I know as fans, we, we all get so – obviously now you guys are on the fan side of things. When you guys are players, when the season ends like that, I know you guys never got to a Super Bowl, but when the season ends in the playoffs like that, like is it something like – are you guys like – you know, I, 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 I think a senior night in my high school, my last high school game, I remember all of a sudden Santa Lockerman kind of like teared up and cried. And obviously it's a little different from high school in the NFL, but – were you got? Was you guys get that emo? Would some guys get that emotional after uh, when like? Oh heck yeah! So yeah. I had that in college. You know, I, I ended up you know winning quite a few championships in college, and we were to me by far the best team that ever played college football. So I'm just gonna throw that out there. And um, you know, we had the one season to where uh, we lost to Texas in the Big Twelve championship. That hurt like that. We we sat we 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 ended up losing two games that year. We lost to Arizona State in-season game, I think the second game of the season, and then we ended up losing to uh, Texas in the Big 12 championship. We didn't expect that because we just won a national championship right the year before that, two of them. So we, we're just thinking that, you know, this these are going to be cakewalks. And it ends up, you know, we, ends up, we end up losing, and it's like, you know, we got unfinished business. You know, we know what we have on this team as far as offensively and defensively and who's running this ship and Coach Osborne. We got what it takes. You know, we, we go out there – Buckle down, do what we need to do this offseason, get our bodies right, get our minds right. We can win this easily. You know, we went out there and we faced a heavily powered Peyton Manning Tennessee team and put the beat down on them. You know, it wasn't even close. But that's because we knew what kind of team we had and who was run by. Um, so we knew what kind of work we needed in the offseason. We knew what, what type of players we needed, whether well, it was one or two added to, the, to, to what we uh, may have lost. And it's kind of the same with the Chiefs. You know what you got as a team. You know what you have locked in as a team. You know how to get there. You know how to win because you've done it. So you know all that it takes. Right now, you just got to go in, you know, reevaluate what you did this offseason, well, this past season, and what you need to do this upcoming season to get you back there. Yeah, it, it's, it's definitely going to be a reevaluation. I think everybody does it after the season. You know, you look at it. You know, what could I have done better, right? What, what, what place could I make better? You know, what kind of sacrifices could I have done a little bit different? And so when, when you see the team concept of guys like, okay, look, now, because of, like you said, because of the success, we got to start making commitments toward one another, right? We, we're going to have to start doing that. If we want to be at the elite team all the time, we got to start making a commitment toward one another. If you're not really winning, guys don't really do it as much. Now you, you think about vacation, you think about going to Europe, Jamaica, all type of other things, and how much time you're gonna have off. But you know, when you, when, when you're successful, you're like, okay, we knew what we, it took us to get there. Now for us to win it, because we didn't get to win it this year, we didn't get to taste it, and we knew we, we, we don't like that taste of losing. So now, for us not to have that taste, now guys got to get in here, put all in, and keep this thing going. And so that, that's that's a big part of it. You know, look, the thing is. If, if you're not a winner at it, it, it don't really mean that much to you. And so when guys win, and, and, and really, I mean, guys, it means a lot to guys in the NFL, period. But, of course, when you're sitting over there and you got success, that success is one that just makes you hungry for even more because you can see it. It's, it's, it's right there in your grasp. And so if we're so close and you just know it, you're just like, look, you know what? We let this one slip away. We can't let any more like that slip away. And I guarantee you, Patrick is probably making phone calls. Guys are calling each other. I'm sure Travis and, and, and Patrick done talked about this game several times. Tyreek, all them guys. 
you know, man, can you believe we let this slip away? Well, look, we ain't gonna let that happen next year. We ain't gonna let this happen next year. So what we're talking about, what we got to do, you know, guys are getting closer together, talking about what, you know, how they're going to vacation. Guys will start vacationing together, you know, so you, you really can't get away from it. You try to step away from it, but sometimes it's your job, it's who you are, you know, and it's your brothers, you know, so everybody wants to be successful, man. It's a competitive spirit in it. So I, I know y'all was like at a new basket. Y'all was tough. Y'all was. I, I, I had to give your hat off to you. I don't know if y'all was great as ever, but I, I, I would have to say, man, <laughs> y'all was tough. Y'all was tough now. <laughs> what? That was good. <laughs> that was good. Hey, 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 hey. Man, I've watched a lot of Alabama teams. I watched a lot of this Florida, uh, Miami's team. Okay. And even at, even at 2001, when they had all those NFL players. They did not beat up on the team in the championship game. We didn't have it close. None of our games were close except for the Miami game. And we went yeah. out and beat up on, on Florida 64 to 20 something. And then Florida was, you know, that high power throwing, throwing almost 80 points on any and everybody. And then okay. it came down to paid Manny. Yeah. And his high powered offense in Tennessee, it wasn't close. We didn't have close games like Alabama and Clemson and all these other teams. We had blowouts in our championship games. Okay, so you think with the team that Alabama's done had, you, you think you you, you ought to blew them out too? It'd have been the same thing, blowout. I, I'm same not. Thing? I can't speak on what on if or what. Right, right, what, right. What right. happened? I just know what we did as a squad when it was us against the top team in the championship game. We made a statement. We didn't go out and fight for you know last quarter touchdown or or last second stop. We made a statement. Oh yeah, no, yeah, y'all was playing bully ball up there for sure. Yeah, I, and that's uh, the crazy thing. You knew exactly what we were gonna run. Yeah, I did. Could stop. Could stop. Could stop it. Yeah, yeah. So, oh no, man. Who do who you say is the best college team you've ever seen? If you don't take Nebraska. Oh yeah, man. It had to be Alabama. It had to be Alabama. I'm sorry, man. Them, them guys when they, you know, the championships they put together with Nick. I'd had to say, man, they they've had some some really dynamic teams that you just, I mean, shoot. And, and the amount of guys, I, I just say the amount of guys. When I'm looking at the talent too, uh, for the past few years, what they what they put together, they came out into the I, NFL. I, I, I don't know talent wise. The, the best run, I'll go with Alabama. Best team, I cannot say that. Best team is you go out there and make a statement. Not one of these Alabama teams that have gone out there and won has significantly kicked, excuse me, like kicked ass in a game. Not one. Maybe but last year, this this past season. Maybe. But I had to say this though, E. I think the quality of, of football has gotten better. Like, okay, you, you try to run the option against these guys. I'll take that. Hey, come on, man. Over, I'll yeah, take that 2001 yeah. Miami team over these Alabama squads. Woo! Mm. You got mm. Ed Reed, Sean Taylor, Jeremy Shockey. Uh, you got a whole bunch of boys that came off that Miami squad. Andre Johnson, uh, Willis McGahee. Like, I take them over these Alabama squads. Mm. I don't know. That's that's good. That's a conversation for a different day. I I might to bring the stats, man. We had to talk about this on a on a whole different time. Me, don't hit Google. I'll tell you. <laughs> was it Jeremy Shockey on that on Miami team too? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. So they had shot. Well, they had a couple guys on there, wasn't it? it was, no, more than a couple. They had. A, I think the whole team. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They was they was tough. They was bad. I think they even had Winslow. Uh, Winslow. That's all I said. They they had like three tight ends. I knew it. Yeah, Shockey, Winslow. Uh, Shit, who else was there? Was Portis on that team? Who? who? Was Clinton Portis on that team too? Yep. Man. <laughs> Portis on two. Yeah, he was, wasn't he? 
Yeah. I want to say, uh, what's the man that's, 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 that's still playing, the running Frank back? Frank Gore. I think Frank Gore was on there. Yeah. Back mm. up or something. <laughs> <laughs> he won't even get no clock. <laughs> <laughs> now, you know you got a squad. You got Frank Gore's back up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for our final segment, we're going to go do a virtual uh, Chiefs Concern segment, and we got our first guest on tonight, and we'll see who this guy is. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> he invaded. He invaded. He threw the Raider background in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that'd be good. We don't see that. We don't see all that, cuz. What's, what's, what's going on? <laughs> uh, you see the Raiders background? Okay. Yeah, hanging in there, man. How you doing? Good, man. Good. This is uh, co host, man, Marcus, right here. Then, of course, E. Warfield, man. Hey, man, I hope your last name really isn't Carr. Yeah, is it really? (laughs) My my last last name is Carr, and really, I'm I'm a real Raiders fan. I'm I'm not doubting your, your, your fanmanship. I just Checking the name out. You got the same name as a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It it, it it definitely came really good in a nice time. That's crazy. Enjoy the Raiders. And yeah, <laughs> what's the toughest? Uh, what's the toughest team that you played um, played against? Wait, hold on. Me, I have to go with. I mean, if you ask the question, I'm gonna go with Indianapolis because just because of yeah. uh, the playoff game we had against them and the results that came that came out like. There was nothing we could do to stop them, whether they were running the ball or passing the ball. Like, we just we, – we, we didn't have a chance. Um, so, Indianapolis and having Marvin, Marvin Harris, with, Harrison, with Edwin Manning? James, uh, them boys with Dallas Clark. Uh, who else was out there? Uh, guy, what's my man's name from Miami? Edge? Edwin James. No, Edge opposite. Of- opposite of Marvin. Reggie oh, Wayne? Yeah, yeah Reggie Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so they, they had a nice duo out there. And Stokely just out there doing his thing, too, so. And they also had Marcus Pollard, too. Okay. Yeah, Pollard was nice. Pollard, yeah. Mm-hmm. Pollard, yeah. That was, yeah, I remember him. Being a Raiders fan, being that y'all are second in AFC West, second best team in AFC West, what key transition do you think y'all need to get past the, the Kansas City Chiefs? We gotta get our defense, man. Our defense. Uh, I feel like I feel like our defense is is young. I feel like our defense is young, but I feel like Carr and everybody, like you know, Carr, like the offense, we we did a lot of good, positive stuff to keep us in the game. But our our defense, like you know, took us out. It's a couple games. Abrams that, is good. Abrams is good. He's definitely good, and I'm a big fan of him. But he's, he's recklessly good. Hitter. He's more of a hard hitter, but you know he's not really covering nobody. Hopefully, he get better and everything, and like get a little like he develop a little bit better over the years from there. But I do miss um what's his name um Carl Joseph. Uh, Carl Joseph, yes, yes, I do miss Carl Joseph. As a Raiders fan, what are, what are your thoughts on the uh, the rumors that you guys are interested in uh, pursuing Deshaun Watson this offseason? Is that something you even want? I'm, I, I'm heard about it. I'm heard about it. I'm a car fan, man. I'm a car fan. I'm a big car fan. I, I watched them. 
I was a I watched him when he was in Fresno. Like he was a really good quarterback, and something that people don't pay attention to is that I think this is like the second time of the second year that he was in the same offense. Like every year he had a different offense or a different offensive coordinator, different um, offensive scheme from there. So he never really had a chance to actually develop. And now that he has players around him, that's really good on the offense. And he actually has a nice playbook. It's just like now that he's doing okay. And he almost had some of the career, career numbers all of a sudden, he's uh, they trying to trade him out. Kind of definitely do suck from there. Like I'm a Deshaun Watson fan, but I pick Carbo. I um, pick Deshaun. Ooh, that's really. I tell you what, look, yeah. I, look, I, I like Carr. I do, but I, yeah. I, and I think you know, Gruden don't really give him a shot. And I think Gruden, yeah. you know, he he's destroying him even more his confidence because he's a good quarterback. He's got strong arm. He can run. He's athletic. Yeah, yeah. You bring up those kind of conversations, you do hurt a quarterback's confidence. Absolutely. And, that, and that's tough. It's tough, tough to be in that position. But I think I think that Deshaun Watson, man, is just he's just more talented than uh game changers. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally different. Yeah, I mean, and I think you you have that. Now you have somebody who's opposite who can make plays with his legs and you know can throw the football. He's got the like you said, got the pieces around him, man. I think it just changes things for 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 you all. You know, yeah. offensively, yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, but it definitely plays with a quarterback psyche when you know, like, what you the the possibilities of you being traded out for, you know, potentially what everybody else thinks is a is a game changing quarterback. So they don't. What they're saying about you is you don't have what he has. Like, right. But that's that sucks. Yeah, yeah. It definitely do. Hey, but if he tra- if they trade him, man, I don't know about uh, wearing a jersey, whatever he goes, but I'm definitely going to be rooting for him. And I'm definitely going to do a little Tom Brady if he won a championship. I'll definitely be happy for him <laughs> if they get rid of him. But I definitely don't want it, but, you know, we see. Yeah. <laughs> we see. Yeah, when you're carrying that last name, it's him. you got to be you got to be a ride-or-die fan. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. I, Definitely I would, a big fan of him. I was happy did, when they drafted him. And they did trade a car to Houston if they do want to do a swap like that. I think it would be kind of ironic and pretty funny if Derek Carr ends up going to Houston to play for his brother's team. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. That would be crazy. But they still don't have no. They still don't have no. Um, they still don't have no offensive line. So it's going to be like it's going to defeat the purpose. I know Carr when he uh his brother was in there. They didn't have no offensive line. So. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but if it's a if it's a straight up trade, that'd be that'd be okay. But they want for Deshaun Watson, they want they want two first round picks and they want another starter. They want all this thing. They don't want to get rid of Deshaun Watson. That's yeah. what it's like. That's how it's, that's how that's how it's looking like. They don't want to get rid of him. All right, cuz man, I appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on, man. Give me just a little bit of uh, the Raiders. All right. Yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. I appreciate y'all. You said what? Ain't no love laws here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nah. It's 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 all it's all love and uh, fan war and everything else. I watch our <laughs> podcast every week. I definitely watch y'all and everything else. I listen to what y'all say. I love the I love the um 
the Raiders one. I love the Raiders one when you was talking about the rivalry week. Like it was definitely yeah. great. So yeah, I definitely appreciate y'all. I definitely uh, appreciate um, for having me come on there. So thank you. That was cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, and I, th- I think it's a, it's a cool thing that you know with our show we can not only achieve kind of concerns. But hey, these other teams we're playing against; those are our concerns. So hearing them come on here, and fans from other teams come on here and ask questions, I think that's I think that's awesome. Yeah, so I'll I'll, I'll uh, I guess me and JD can work on getting some some opposing players for next season, yeah, uh, to come on and just kind of debate, you know, go back and forth with them throughout yeah. the season. Mm-hmm. All right, well that does it for us, guys. Uh, we'll see you next week where we discuss and we, we look ahead to the off season and kind of t- talk about maybe rumors that are going on there. Um, as far as cap casualties, maybe guys that we could be, we could be seeing uh, being cut, um, and then it's also draft and, uh, and a lot of mock drafts coming out here. I know it is it is getting close. It is mock draft season now. Season's over, so that's always yeah. something to look forward to. Uh, to all of our followers, please stay tuned for the weeks ahead as we try to continue our interactive portion of the show by hearing from uh, from some of you all. And stay tuned as we'll have some exciting news for all of our Chiefs Kingdom Concerns listeners next week. So as always, if anyone in Chiefs Kingdom has any concerns for these guys. Please tweet at us at at Concerns Chief and please subscribe and follow Chief Concerns on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.